Thank you so much for stopping by the Bluegrass Podcast. Today, we're going to be doing an interview with someone in our portable studio with us, and that's Sharita Perez, who's a musician, who did the intro to our podcast at the moment. So without further ado, let's get started. She said, now I'm a red-headed galactic installation talking with Sharita Perez, who we met through a mutual friend, we'll put it that way, the place where I'm farming right now, and you started coming out here to play music originally? Yes. And, and we were talking a little bit about a story where you came out to Humboldt and about what happened. Yeah, so I came out uh, one year fresh from tour, and I ended up working with my brother on a mountain in Dutyville. And I was trimming some really flarfy weed, and the ground was covered in about two feet of snow. <laughs> Which seems to be like a fairly typical Humboldt story. People getting trapped a little bit, weather going sideways, the unexpected, yeah. things you don't expect on a cannabis farm. People have this idea of this idyllic sunset-covered valley. And there are those too, but... Yeah, back in the day, uh, and even some somewhat now, the industry's changed a lot. But you really, if you came out here, you, you needed to be prepared for anything. I mean, one time I went down this mountain, um, and my brother had taken me up and down many times before, and I thought, I can find my way back up this mountain in the dark. Mm-hmm. I had one glass of wine. I'll just wait and make sure I'm safe to drive. Driving up that mountain in the dark, I couldn't see anything i got lost for five hours and wrote keep on grooving Mm -hmm. which is a release that you can find uh on all listening platforms right now but it pretty much saved my life it was mountain lion season and if i took a wrong turn in this like archaic truck i was driving with like this seat shoot out i was sitting on like pillows but if i took a wrong turn i'd just tumble down a mountain and nobody would ever see me again Mm -hmm. and it's a little like that right unincorporated areas and yeah, mm-hmm. and if you knocked on the wrong door, maybe they would have taken me captive. I don't know. And, and then there was mountain lions. And people don't exactly stop in the same way either. Like, it seems no. like if you roll off, it's kind of like, oh, good luck there, neighbor. So playing music, you also have sort of a particular tie-in to with what you're working with, with your music. Yeah, so I pretty much write what I live. And when I came out here to to working cannabis I just started writing about cannabis songs and so I've done a couple of cannabis releases now and I'm about to uh, release an EP Uh, it's a three song cannabis EP Mm -hmm. it's a demo uh, emerald EP album and will that be available on your website or Bandcamp or it's gonna first be available on Bandcamp and you'll be able to find it through my website nice and what sort of music do you play for people who are listening They've gotten a taste of it, even though they don't know it yet, from the Redheaded Galactic intro. But how would you describe it? Well, the EP, this EP is going to be focused on more of a country, bluegrass, uh, and an indie sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, one song uh, is called Cannabis Cowboy, and it's like an old western kind of sound. Uh, one is called Weed and Wine. It's mm-hmm. about when I worked at a weed and winery, and that one's kind of bluegrassy. 
for sure. And then the one that's more of an indie folk with a touch of reggae is called Hide the Evidence. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell people how you came up with the song Redheaded Galactic since it is our intro? Yeah. So I was um, about to go to New Zealand to play at the first cannabis festival in New Zealand. And I was hanging out with my friend Randa Fox in Houston, Texas. And she was showing me uh, Aztec, Aztec astrology mm-hmm. and the different symbols. And she said I was like a yellow galactic sun. And she was like maybe a yellow dog or something. It was really interesting. And they had this chanting uh, paired with each symbol. And mm-hmm. she played it. And this thing happened to me that happens when I get a song. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it kind of comes out of the air at me or from the universe. And kind of time freezes. And it almost seems like gravity stops working. And I get this weird feeling. In the middle of the chanting, I said, Randa, I'm sorry, I gotta go catch this. And I like ran downstairs while the chant's going on because the song hit me. The words, um, I am a redheaded galactic activation portal revolving around the sun. Mm-hmm. I know why I'm here and that I'm meant to love everyone. And it was like about Randa or Randa's energy and I guess being a free spirit. And I, I still don't understand all the meanings of the song, but. It was so powerful, I wrote the whole thing in, like, under 10 minutes. And and we're (laughs) definitely glad to be able to use it on the podcast, and it's a great song, too. If you'd like, please go to her website so you can hear the whole thing if you haven't already. Yay. (laughs) And then, so I guess, like, this is the question everybody always gets asked everywhere. Where... So is that where you get your idea, if I can talk straight, is that where you think you get your ideas from? Is that how it happens? You feel like it just, in the moment, all right, I've got the song, I need to take advantage of this while it's there? Every time I have an MP3 recorder, I keep on me at all times. I used to write songs down, Mm -hmm. but I don't. It's like the universe pitches me a song or a part of a song, and I've got to collect it. I can always start up later if I have the melody and the call. I, like call words mm-hmm. uh, if I have them ready to go and recorded I can like just hop back up on that wave and that's why I'm a songwriter just it's always been like that for as long as I can remember I'm really grateful for it it's it's really kept me alive and kept me going and it's it's really it's fun too and I enjoy writing songs with other people it's it's pretty magical I'm grateful for it maybe so this is what you're doing right now and people can find what you've been doing but where do you think you're heading? Because cannabis is always about self-reflection and trying to improve yourself and going, sort of looking forward. How do you think that's going to happen now that you're a cannabis musician? Well, I feel like, first off, now that I'm back in Humboldt, I'm going to spend some time with these special strains we've been working on, and that's something I've been making, I've been planning to make time for. I had a discussion with my mentor about the spirituality of cannabis and Mm -hmm. really spending time with yourself and spending time doing that reflecting like you're talking about so that's what i'm going to do with cannabis but as far as moving forward in music as a cannabis artist i'd say there's a lot of things open to me i 
have been wanting to play at dispensaries mm-hmm. and it just kind of happened you know I, I went to Austin I'm handing out these like special cannabis products that myself and my brother made uh, as gifts you know mm-hmm. as gifts of honor and it led me to playing at the vault and I imagine playing at the vault or the journey even to the Escondite I'm gonna meet more people like me because it's like anytime I'm on and anytime I'm on an airplane now I'm always sitting next to a cannabis smoker mm-hmm. every single person I sit next to is from a different state they're a cannabis advocate they love it and so we get to talking and and about what really matters and for me going forward I know that I want to be in situations surrounded by like beautiful kind and loving people that are on a similar journey that enjoy you know good good cannabis good wine good food and quality time together so i imagine i'm going to be playing at dispensaries and wineries and festivals where that type of thing really matters and i'm going to go on great adventures and meet people like yourself elijah well thank you and as you said there's no better pairing than cannabis and music and as states become legal People who were already smoking cannabis at music festivals are now going to be able to do it out in the open. That's great. (laughs) Anything else? Any advice for anybody in the cannabis music industry now? This burgeoning? Not that, like I said, there have always been cannabis musicians, but now that you don't have to worry as much about someone, what's the word I'm Ratting you out? Yeah, that's a good phrase for it. (laughs) Well, I mean, there was always Willie Nelson, you know. And yeah, well, other... Bob Marley. Like, yeah. there's all the way back into jazz, and, like, there's always been cannabis in music. But it's sort of odd. It's not an identifier as much anymore, is it? Almost every single music genre. You're a cannabis musician, but every musical genre has people who smoke cannabis, right? Yes, that's true. I think, uh, I, I, I guess I would consider myself a songwriter, but I'm also a cannabis songwriter now. Mm-hmm. I write a lot of songs about cannabis and... About um, your experience in cannabis, right? It's what you know. Yes, I, I write about my experiences. And there's, there's many other artists, but I think it's, I think that the, the highway is going to be open now more for, mm-hmm. for people like me. And I, I, I've been starting to meet a lot more artists that do, do write cannabis songs, and that's a, that's a real joy. And when we were talking, we were talking about the Cannabis EP coming out? Yes. And there were going to be three songs on there? Yes. And we were going to be able to find that? You're going to be able to find that EP first on Bandcamp, mm-hmm. and then there will be a release date announced for all of the listening platforms, including Spotify and YouTube, Amazon Music, and so on. So would they be able to find those links on your website once it's released? Yes, they will. There will be a link tree or something else provided through DistroKid. Cool. And so that'll be up there, and I will be updating people on my website. I will be updating people also on my Instagram. So where can people also come and see you play live? You have some dates in December? Yes, I do. I will be playing at the Vault Dispensary and Lounge. It's right next to Palm Springs in Cathedral City, and this is a really wonderful place. I got a chance to meet the owner when I was playing in Austin, Mm -hmm. and he dug my music and asked me right away to come book at the dispensary. Um, Cypress Hill has been booked to play there, and so is Cheech and Chong, so it's pretty exciting for me as a 
musician and a person that works in the cannabis industry and as a cannabis advocate to be able to actually play in a place like this where where I'm going to be playing a solo acoustic set by myself on December 10th. It, it seems like the perfect spot, like you said. That list going before you and then coming in as a cannabis musician, it's perfect. Oh, wow. I can't believe it. And then uh, my birthday is on December the 9th. And I'm Happy playing. Happy birthday. At, thank, thank you. I'm going to be playing at the Escondite. So we'll probably start partying at the Escondite um, at 9 p.m. Well, if you're in the area, make sure to go out and see it. Sharita, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Elijah. You can find me at SharitaPerez.com, on Instagram at SharitaPerez, and on all listening platforms under Sharita Perez. And please follow me on Bandcamp.